0: Front Porch Confessional, your weekly podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 186 and welcome to the Front Porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know about you, but I love the mornings. I love the mornings. Like right now, my entire family is asleep in this house. It is so quiet. It is so calm out here. Like traffic really hasn't picked up. So, you know, it's just like, there's not a lot of noise. And yeah, I mean, it's just really, really beautiful. And so just sitting out here, it's just so quiet. And uh, it's so nice to be in some form of solitude you know and then it's like all of a sudden the kids wake up and all the questions start and i'm like god i love these kids so much but you know, can you just have them be quiet just for a little bit? You know, <laughs> and so but you, probably none of you can relate with me with kids. Like all of you, just love your kids talking all day long. You see it as a a gift from God. <laughs> a gift from God. I'm being sarcastic. I, I I'm hurt. I'm sure you're picking up on my sarcasm. Um, but sometimes it's just nice to have some quiet. You know, my yeah. wife. I. Uh, because in Phoenix it gets super hot we have a carport in Arizona at least in these old historic houses they don't have garages and so we have a carport which is essentially a detached open garage and so I got some sunshade and I just like covered it the whole thing in the sunshade and Patty's calling it her little fort and so she goes out there sits in the car after she drops you know one of the kids off at school or if she just needs to detach for a second and she sits out there I'm like what are you doing she's like I'm in my fort it's just it's quiet out here and there's no kids nobody's asking me questions that you know I just need to sit in the fort for a little bit so I kind of like that my front porch is kind of like my fort aka the sanctuary the place where I really am able to slow down and listen and really the birthplace of this pod this place where I was able just to kind of slow down, get quiet, and listen to what it is that God wanted to speak to me. So, I hope that you all have been able to find your own kind of fort, sanctuary, place where you can really hear and meet God in silence, silence and solitude. Um, hey, uh, for those of you who continue to listen, just want to say thank you so much. And for those of you who give on Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash front porch confessional thank you thank you thank you so much for your monthly donation in fact anyone who gives a monthly donation from here on out uh, I will send you off a devotional um, we uh, I was able to publish self publish uh, the devotional on Lulu l u l u dot com and if you go to the search engine, you can type in Front Porch Devotional and order one. But if you become a monthly donor, I will send one your way. And th- for those of you who are monthly donors, uh, I uh, an email should be in your inbox today, and uh, I will get one to you as soon as I possibly can. So send me over your email, and I'll take care of that for you all. Okay, into our passage here. Man, First Corinthians, the 1st and 2nd Corinthians has been kind of rocking me. And a part of it is, is because of culturally kind of what we're going on, what's going on here in our nation and around the world, and I, man, First Corinthians has been so helpful for me, and Second Corinthians. So, First Corinthians ten twelve says this: Therefore, when there's a there, therefore, it, it's telling you this. Therefore, that means something happened before this. and he a bunch of information was given. So I'm going to encourage you to investigate the therefore. Go find out the context, the full context of this passage. It's a lot about what we've been talking through in the last few episodes, but I want you to dig in. So go figure out what the therefore is therefore. But therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Therefore. Let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. Uh, My my mom, we always have this joke that my mom loves animals. Uh, She lives on a farm. But over the years, uh, she has not been real kind to dogs. Not that she wanted to be unkind to dogs. It just accidentally happened. I think my mom has this kind of overconfidence about her. Like she she can take care of it. So my sister, uh, one of the stories is my sister had this dog, this beagle. That she loved, and my uh, my my mom had uh, she lived in, she lives in uh, she lived in North Carolina, and she left this dog out on the sun porch in the summer, uh, but she you know she had a, a bowl of water and and, and um, you know so the dog could you know get water and be outside and things like that. Well, it got really, really hot, and my mom came back and she noticed that the dog was like dehydrated, and that the the leash or that she, it was on um, couldn't go all the way to the water bowl. And so this dog wasn't able to kind of get rehydrated and uh, ended up being in the sun because the way this leash, I don't know, the way the leash was. And so this dog got really dehydrated and mom's like, oh no, it's not good. Like was kind of limp and um, mom's like, oh my gosh. And so my mom, in all of her confidence, she she runs in the house and she uh, puts this dog in the bathtub, turns on the cold water, runs and goes and gets a bunch of ice and starts dumping the ice well, as a result of that, she gave this dog a heart attack, and this dog passed away. I know it's a very sad story, and especially if you're an animal lover. I'm so sorry, but that's what happened. She gave this dog a heart attack. So my sister comes home. It's my sister's dog. Like, you you did what? And my mom's, like, overconfidence in wanting to solve a problem. I, I, you know, and she's been around animals her whole life. Ended up costing this dog its life, and it was so hard for my sister. But I think as it relates to our spiritual lives, there's something to be learned about this. You know, the story goes like this. Uh, you come to know Jesus through his love and grace, right? And you, you see your sin. You're like, oh my gosh, I see my sin. And I see God's love. And I see his grace. And I see that he forgives me. And, and it breaks you, right? It really breaks you. And maybe for some of you, that moment was really, really emotional. Maybe you've like felt the full weight of it. And and I think for others, it's a really logical thing. Like I did investigating, and I I, I sought this out, and I I discovered it, and I found it. And then what happens is. After that, it just seems like every song or sermon is just for you. You're like, how did the pastor know? Right? Oh my gosh, how did the worship leader know? Like every song, every every sermon seems like it's just for you. And the Spirit of God is speaking to you and you are learning. You're like, you're learning a ton. Like every verse, right, is like, whoa, right, the Bible, you have a Bible, and uh, but you're not really sure what to do with it, so you start reading it, and verses pop off the pages like fireworks, right, and you experience conviction. You're like, oh my gosh, I had never seen that myself, and oh my gosh, he really loves me, and what, nothing can separate me from the love of God, whoa, right, and you just kind of get convicted and you try to live into that conviction you pray and you really sense that god is near to you and, and you listen right because you're like he's speaking and i and i hear him in worship, and worship when worship starts like you're in church and when worship starts or you're in the car and you're listening to a song you kind of well up with tears because god is meeting you right and you sense his presence right you go to church bible studies small groups Service project and you know and then you know service projects and maybe you go on a mission trip, right? you're just digging in, right You find time in your day and that you have really set aside to read and to pray. Everything is coming together. You do that routine for years and years and Christianity becomes normal, but it doesn't become really sacrificial. You don't hear from God like you used to. But you still go through the motions. You don't get overwhelmed in worship, but you you sing the songs, right? They're good. The band's good, right? The other thing you find yourself doing is you you find yourself critiquing all aspects of Sunday morning church uh, of Christianity on the whole, right? The songs where the Spirit of God used to use you in the past, right, to connect you have become kind of bland, you know? Like, it, it just feels like, you know, one of the things, like, it just feels like the preacher is so topical, right? Maybe you say something like, I just I just need more meat, right? I need more meat. Dig into the Word. Like, I need more. I need more. And you meet with other Christians. But it, it's probably more social than spiritual. The accountability that you had before is just, nah, Just I don't really need that the way I used to need it, right? Church feels more like a... country club than a place where you where the people of God encounter the living God together right some of the old vices slip in but you convince yourself like it's fine and God's grace covers a multitude of sins and the joy of the Lord is not really there but you fake it pretty good and, and you know and then all of a sudden you don't realize it but apathy has set in and whether you know it or not you are in spiritual atrophy like a frog boy in boiling water it's not a jacuzzi right you are gonna die right paul is such a good pastor and i don't know if that story if any part of that story resonated with you or are you go like oh gosh i kind of feel that and this is what paul's getting after he's such a good pastor of his people and and he can see the pressure of the culture all around them and if you've listened to the last few episodes. Uh, we, we, we've kind of dug into that Corinthian culture, right? It's really hard, really difficult, right? And Paul's trying to help them. And these people, these people have been really, truly met by Jesus and the spirit of the living God lives in them, but he knows human nature. Paul knows human nature because he really knows himself, right? He was the chief of all sinners is what he said, right? And he was a persecutor of Christians, and so he knows the pressure of the culture. He knows what this is all about. And he is so personal. What I love about him, he's so personal in his letters. He lays out his own story and he's trying to teach them a new way of thinking about God. For the most part, a Jew, the Jews have stepped into uh, what I would say, they've been kind of steeped in legal, legalistic religiosity, Right? They've, they've, they've had a routine of doing the same things over and over and over and you know what that, that's that's not bad right but here's the thing spiritual habits um, you know they're not bad you know but they are death if you disconnect those habits from the king you are trying to connect with right spiritual habits aren't a problem like, some of those things I learned are not the problem. The problem is, is instead of really connecting me with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it, it led me away in many ways because I wasn't, it wasn't about connecting with him. It was about doing, right? And this is spiritual death. And he is inviting them. Paul is inviting this church to be a part. And he's inviting us to be a part of living, right? He's trying to invite them to be a part of living day in, day out, minute by minute. He's wanting them to live out love, that love, living love. He is inviting them into sacrificial love that will call them into sacrifice. Call them to, 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 not, to, to not bank everything on those routines, but bank them in, on Jesus. That's why his warning to them is this, don't be a person that thinks he stands tall, which means don't be a person that thinks, oh, I'm fine because I go to church and I read my Bible and I pray. I do all the things. Pastor Paul says this and he says it to this person and maybe you're that person right now. You will fall. If it's all about that, you will fall. I feel this so deeply. It's a part of my story and in the way I both came to Jesus and disconnected with Him in the midst of doing all the right things. I created legalistic grooves and they, they formed in my heart where the Spirit of God was inviting me into a relational adventure. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm super grateful for those things. Like, memorizing scripture and reading Bible, a dedicated time and a, devo, a dedicated like, prayer time and devo time. Like, those things were really important, but they almost killed me. I started standing tall, right? And, and, a, and a deep pride entered my life. I thought I was fine. And see, I was doing all the right things. But deep inside, I was far from the abiding love that Jesus was calling me into. And Satan is this. See, people don't realize this. Satan is very patient. And when we think of sin, we, we often think and we fl- reflect on like epic failures. We think that they're all about these epic failures, but if you've ever watched a hunt, like if you've ever watched a hunt on like a nature show, the predator is very patient. He is trying to distract and separate the calf from the mama. He's trying to create just enough separation so he can pounce on the weakling and kill it. This is the story of so many Christians. Paul is warning us, don't let it be yours. And what he's going to continue to challenge and encourage us towards is this union with God will lead us into life and life to the full. Union with God. Not just doing for God. Union with God. So I would ask you the question this, where have you become apathetic in your faith? Where have you been apathetic in your faith? And really address that. Really deal with that. Because according to Paul, you will fall if you continue to move in that direction. Father God, we love you. We thank you for Pastor Paul who's pastoring us. He's been pastoring us so well for all these years. Will we heed to his advice? Will we partner and continue to lean into your Spirit's guiding and conviction in our lives so that we can move near and near to your heart for your glory and your honor? So, Take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you.